Side Hustle Show 89, 15,000 subscribers in six months, how to build your email list from Amazon. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 89, how to build your email list from Amazon. Nick Stevenson is here. He's a best-selling self-published author in both fiction and non-fiction and has got some pretty fascinating tactics to share about leveraging Amazon to build your business, even if you're not an author even if you're not an author. <laughs> Among these tactics is uh, is siphoning customers away from that big, big platform onto your email list. And we're going to dive into how he's done that in a really smart way. But before we do it, I want you to think, you know, the, the idea of giving away something for free is... Um, it can can be daunting. It can be, you know, that seems counterintuitive. I need to make money for my work, right? But think about this. We, we launch a new website, a new service. We're going to put up uh, an email opt-in offer. We're going to give people an incentive to subscribe to our list anyways, right? Like on Side Hustle Nation right now, I have the five fastest ways to earn more money. But when we're just starting out, we have no traffic. So we hit it hard on social media and we hit it hard on guest posting to try and, you know, get those first few visitors to start, you know, gain a little momentum, a little bit of traction. But Nick's strategy, you know, takes that to a whole new level by going to one of the biggest platforms out there. So instead of thinking of it as as a free book, think of it as free guest posting on steroids, right? Like you're never going to be able to find a, a guest posting platform as big as Amazon. Before you have clients, before you have customers, um, before you have fans, you, you need subscribers. And and before you can get subscribers, you need those eyeballs. And Amazon, to me, seems like the perfect place to get them. So I was really excited about this call. Looking forward to uh, to maybe testing out this strategy myself. Uh, you can learn more about Nick's books at nickstevensonbooks.com. And on the author side, on the business side, he's at yourfirst10kreaders.com. Yourfirst10kreaders.com. Links to those as well as a free downloadable PDF with all my notes Highlights and Nick's top tips from the call are at SideHustleNation.com slash 89. Let's do it. Hey, Nick, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Hey, Nick. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you uh, so much for joining me. I'm really excited to dive into this stuff because Kindle publishing or, or self-publishing is a... Um, is a side hustle of mine. Big fan of that, and big fan of leveraging the platform that is that is Amazon, the biggest store in the world. And having something for sale kind of goes back to the the idea of having buy buttons where wherever there are buyers, and that's a yeah. great place to do it. But let's kind of go into the the background. Here's here's my understanding of it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Fifteen thousand new email subscribers in six months. Yes. Um- it was around that, yeah. I mean, by the end of <laughs> by the end of 2014, I think I'd been doing it about eight months, and I'd racked up about 20,000 um, by that point. But uh, yeah, roughly 15,000 in six months. Um, That's of- nuts. I've been at this. Uh, I've been at this side hustle thing for <laughs> for over a year and a half, and I haven't uh, I haven't cracked uh, near that number yet. And like, 
how, do, how well, does it work? I, I, I'd been doing it for a year, um, writing, you know, writing, this was fiction. I've been writing okay. fiction books and selling fiction books on Amazon for about a year um, when I figured out, oh, I should be collecting email addresses, maybe. Um, it didn't take much convincing, really, to kind of get me into the mindset of if I have someone's email address, shock, you know, I can tell them about other stuff I've got for sale instead of just assuming that they'll, you know, read one book and then go buy all the others in one go because it just doesn't happen. Right. And it was a major kind of mind shift from um, sort of midway through 2014 was, you know, everybody talks about Amazon, uh, the Kindle store, as though it's a bookstore, but it's not. It's a search engine for books. And that's, this is a, might sound like a, a small kind of tweak, but it's a massive mindset change because authors, I think, think about how to sell a book in a bookstore. Think about, you yeah, have a nice cover. It's got to have a compelling back, um, back copy blurb on, on the back. You know, it's got to be somewhere where you just can see it. And all of this is true, but there's so much more to um, selling on Kindle and Nook and iTunes and Kobo, anything on because you've got to think about how readers find books on these sites. And with Amazon especially, it is a giant search engine. It's a search engine for products that people want to buy, including books. So if you approach um, selling books on Kindle in a similar fashion to ranking a web page on Google, this is exactly what I mean. And um, I saw some amazing results with that. And one of the other kind of ancillary benefits was realizing that much like a website, you need to be collecting contact in front of every single person who lands on your website, if you can, to make sure you can follow up with them in the future. So if it's the right. same for websites, it's the same for books. So I was looking at you know all these all these websites uh, and blogs and communities that I I'd been reading for years and you know noticed that you know their their number one priority in most cases is to get your email address. You know you land on the on a home page, there might be a pop up um, or there might be you know a, a download that you can get in exchange for an email address, which works really well. But generally speaking, most blogs, most websites are designed to capture your email address so that you be sold to later on, <laughs> essentially. I mean, in, in no uncertain it. terms. In no uncertain terms. I mean, some people do it really well. Some companies do it very badly. But generally speaking, a company wants to get your email address. So I figured, you know, I should start doing this as well. This is the this is the biggest beef against Amazon versus selling directly. We talk to different authors, and there's you know the big debate like I should you know just sell on my own platform so I can you know collect the email address because you could sell a thousand books on Amazon and have no idea who those buyers are. They're Amazon's customers; they're not yours. So you've got a unique way to funnel those people back to you to capture emails from uh, you know from those buyers, and then. If I'm understanding correctly, that uh, dumps them into kind of an automated, uh, you know, marketing sequence that's populated with, uh, you know, other products and affiliate links. And it's like a, it's like an automated money machine for you. Do you have like, can you share yeah, approximate absolutely. numbers to I'll, give, I'll give people an of idea all, of what's possible? First of all, I don't dump anybody, you know, <laughs> gently, Gent- <laughs> gently coax them through. But um, yeah, essentially, I use the book as the traffic generator. And um, because Amazon is the biggest marketplace, that's where I tend to. And, um, you know, I've got a few books out there. But as anybody knows who's ever tried to sell a book online uh, on the major retailers is if you've got a free book, you can shift maybe 50 to 100 times many copies. You don't make any money off them, but you you get a, a load more traffic. So more traffic is good. We like traffic, but we need to be able to get people's email addresses. So what I do is I offer something uh, in the front and the back of my books to say, you know, if you want the, for example, second book in the series, 
um, for my fiction and for non-fiction you might say if you want a you know a free bonus or you know a, a video training session or something like that if you want that just uh, go to my website and sign up and then link people from your ebook to your landing page and if your landing page is well designed and it's got a, a way to capture email addresses then you know you can add a significant number to your mailing list you know if you make it a priority which is exactly what I did so with my fiction book, um, I made the f- I had a, I had five books in a in a series. They were mysteries, and I made the first book permanently free on Amazon. Okay, do. okay. Let's talk about how to how to do that because I'm familiar with the KDP Select you know program that allows you to run a free promotion for five days out of every ninety days, and that's yeah. great. That's how I launched uh, the Work Smarter book. But how how do you make something permanently? free on Amazon because when I go in to set the price it says the minimum now is 99 cents yeah I mean Amazon don't give you the option to set the price for free um, what they do do is they price match so they will al- always make sure they are the lowest price um, retailer wherever possible so if you can get your ebook onto one of the other major retailers and set it to free then Amazon will price match their version as well so okay. you can do this through um, a ebook distributor like Smashword or Draft to Digital, which you can upload straight away, set the price to free, and then as soon as it's gone free um, on on Nook, on Kobo, on iTunes, uh, as soon as it's gone free, just email Amazon and tell them about it, and they will eventually drop their price down to zero as well. Do you email them yourself or as the author or do you have some do you have a friend email them on your behalf? I email them straight from my dashboard. I just say um by the way I've written this book. I've set it to free um on Nook and iTunes and Kobo. Here's the links. Um I just say I'd really appreciate it if you consider price matching. And you know okay. Amazon are aware that free books are a great way to sell paid book so you know while they're not actively encouraging everybody to give away free stuff all the time they they do appreciate there is a strategic quality so there is a okay. there is a workaround and it's you know it's it's one that is used by a lot of authors to drive sales of their other paid but for me it's more about getting the traffic getting the email addresses because then i can build a community of readers and i think that's a lot more important to me is building that community rather than just flogging all the other books a community is longer lasting and it's something that you can really develop so is that is that on your books uh product page or is like report a lower price or they do yeah they do have report a lower price buttons on the page is that what you're using or is there a specific email sending to if you publish to kdp you just log in to your publishing dashboard and click the contact button just email them fair enough yep very quick and easy but you know once it's gone free uh, you'll start seeing a lot more downloads um, I mean they're free so you're not earning any money from it but if you're collecting email address then later on down the line you can sell them your other books and you can launch new books um, to thousands of people which is the key because uh, you know as, as we've talked about previously doing well on Amazon is like doing well on Google there's a lot of search engine optimization concepts going on about you know building up traffic and building up demand for your book which will help it do really well um, in the algorithm in the charts so if you launch really strong then you're setting yourself up for you know some, some really good results obviously you've got you know a few thousand people on your email list who want to buy it on the day it comes out you're going to do really well so I was that was my thought you know I was I'm happy to lose money potentially lose money on a, on a free book in return for getting you know the email address because then I have a built-in platform of fans do you see this working for non authors like if I you know I don't have 
you know, if I don't have an interest in writing a portfolio of books, writing a non or writing a fiction series, but I have, um, if I have a service business, I have some other sort of side hustle or some other sort of entrepreneurial venture that I'm working on. Um, you know, obviously there's still a ton of value in creating that email list. Do you see this as something that could work for somebody like that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and just like putting together a blog post, um, a series of articles, um, you know, people might not think that they're capable of doing that, but that's all writing is. It's just writing down your thoughts and getting it in some kind of structured format. That may- So, you know, you might not be a writer, but if you can create some content and get it onto the major ebook retailer, then that's an, an, another source of traffic for. So f- my fiction books did really well um, for free. I mean, I was getting 2,000 downloads a day, um, which was insane, and I wasn't really doing much to promote it. Um, but, you know, fiction is a lot easier to get those massive numbers because, you know, a, a novel that's free is something is, you know, people will grab as soon as they see it. Uh, for nonfiction, I think it's, it's slightly, slightly less uh, in terms of the number of downloads and the number of email addresses that I get through on my nonfiction work but the conversion rates are much higher, so the quality of the list is higher. Okay. What in general? Um, what percentage, uh, like you know, signups to downloads are you are you seeing? Uh, for fiction, it's around five percent of everyone who downloads uh, the free book will sign up to my mail, which doesn't sound like a lot, but in reality, only about fifteen percent are ever going to read it anyway. So it's actually okay. maybe, it's maybe a third of the people who read the book will sign up. Um, for nonfiction. Um, I have one book that's permanently free for nonfiction, and I get roughly around sort of 12% sign up. So, you know, very nearly everybody who downloads it is, is signing up for, for the mailing list. Um, okay, which, and which what's, what's the, curious, just what's the bonus offer in that one? What's the sign up incentive? Uh, the sign up incentive in uh, the nonfiction book is my free video training, which is at um, yourfirst10kreaders.com. So, this is all about how to find your first 10,000 readers. Um, basically what we're talking about today step by step exactly how do i get a book onto amazon get the most amount uh, the maximum amount of downloads and then how do i get people from amazon onto my website and from my website onto my mailing list Um, it's that process and that's what i go through Um, and you know whether you're fiction or non-fiction if you can get people off amazon onto your site and convert them into a subscriber that's that's gold dust it really is absolutely worth um, setting books for free for that and you don't have to make your books permanently free either you can use the kdp uh, kindle publishing allotted free days as well if you want yeah and i so during the during the free promo i probably saw 400 you know new email signups which was you know i i can't do the math but like a similar percentage yeah. <laughs> to the to the you know and uh, a nonfiction thing, and, and my giveaway was just another ebook that I'd already created. Um, you know, maybe it could have been more relevant or more. Um, I've heard that you know audiobooks do really well, and and even by having that offer in the first, um, you know, whatever in the first ten percent, because Amazon has the look inside feature, right, where you can see yeah. you know the first few pages of the book, and so when you go in that book and you say. Oh look! I can get the free audio book. Yeah. You know, I don't even have to buy. I don't even have to buy the book. Like they're going to give me the free audio version of it just in exchange for my email. Like, oh shoot! You know, that's okay. Yeah, I put that sign up link wherever possible. So in the product description, uh, in the first, you know, before chapter one, right before chapter one is you know the sign up link and a big, colorful advert telling people go get this free cool thing. Sign up here and I'll give it to you. And I just put it everywhere I possibly can. You know, on my blog, on my websites. 
the main aim for me is to get people onto an email list because you know even if they don't end up buying anything uh, they may be able to give me feedback they may be able to communicate with me i will learn something from them and you know that's really valuable. but you know all, all things considered if you do get 100 people onto a mailing list you know 20 of them are going to buy something right so it's let's talk thing. yeah 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 let's talk about the um, the, the book itself, uh, you know, how, how long is it and how is it, you know, 2000 downloads a day, you know, I think that's fantastic. I don't know if that's typical for, you know, for people just starting out, but you know, how is that you, when we talk about like the search engine tactics of, you know, the, the Amazon algorithm and stuff, but like the book itself, is this a full length thing or is this just a kind of a free, like, um, for example, on side hustle nation, I have like the free, or like the five fastest ways to earn more money, and it's like yeah. twenty or thirty pages. Like it's not a, it's not something that would necessarily sell on Amazon. Mm. Well, the, the the fiction novel that's free, um, and that was the one that was getting crazy number numbers of downloads, uh, and that's a full full book. Uh, and it wasn't always free. I mean, I wrote it and was charging three ninety nine, four ninety nine for it, and then I realised that it was my most popular and most highly rated book, so I made it free, which might sound crazy. Yeah, that sounds that sounds risky. Like I'm cannibalizing my, I'm, yeah. I'm slaughtering my my cash cow here. It was it was a bit of a risk, but my my idea was, and I think this is probably the right thing looking back with 2020 hindsight, is um, <laughs> that you know a free book like anything is essentially advertising your brand. So whatever it is that you're putting out in front of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people needs to be the best that you've got to offer. So a lot of people think, you know, okay, I'm going to try this permanently free strategy. I know I'll just write something in 10 minutes and whack it up and hope for the best. And then they give up when, when they get like five downloads a day, you know, um, or people will release. Uh, and I've tried this. I, I, I first tried this with a novella rather than a full novel. And, you know, I was getting, you know, a few hundred downloads a day but not enough to make up for the lost revenue. And I wasn't getting enough sign-ups to make it particularly exciting. So I thought, you know, conceptually, I should be putting my best work out there for free. Let's take the, the highest rated I've got and let's make it free and see what happens. And then, you know, this strategy meant I, I started getting three times, four times as many downloads. But, you know, conversely, my non-fiction, which is called Reader Magnets, which is, again, about getting people um, onto uh, a mailing list, is, uh, is only 45 pages long. Um, but I mean that that still gets three to five hundred downloads a day in a relatively obscure sort of author marketing niche. Uh, you know, fiction very broad, lots of opportunity for downloads in fiction. Non-fiction sort of author marketing focus, not so much, but it's still getting you know three four hundred downloads a day. Um, wow! And it's you know it's forty five pages long, and that's because it's very very targeted. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, it, and you can advertise these books as well. So I'm not saying. Just stick them up and leave them alone. I, I have done advertising with BookBub and a few other kind of advertising places as well. And for free advertising, advertising free books, it's not, unfortunately, isn't free to do. Wish it was. <laughs> um, but advertising free books can be very powerful because I think most authors have this sort of mind block. They can't really understand why you would pay to give away something. But in my head, it's I'm not losing money on a sale. I'm I'm advertising my book to you. You know, I'm giving you the opportunity to buy something from me in the future. I'm trying to upsell and get you onto my mailing list. So I will pay through the nose to get as many people looking at my stuff as possible. So I'm right. I'm always happy to to pay for advertising, and I think it can work extremely well. Right. It's very much yeah. very much a long term play, and I admire the the uh, 
the foresight to to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and once you know what a subscriber is worth to you, like that average lifetime value or whatever, like if you you're going to run them through this sequence, and you know every you know X percentage of people will buy this, X percentage of people will buy that. Like then you can kind of back into what's an acceptable. Yeah rate like it becomes a numbers game just like pay-per-click uh, advertising and that was the game uh, that i used to play with uh, with shoes sounds fun when you're hiring it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire but what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates well now you can with our sponsor indeed it's simple if you need to hire you need indeed the matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for a vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Well, um, so the book itself, like if I'm, if I'm not an author, if I have, you know, a service business, you know, selling, you know, graphic design or selling, you know, dog training or whatever, like, do I need to write this myself or, you know, what's, what's that next step? Well, you need some sort of product um, or information product to put on to Amazon. And then you need something to give away in return for email address. Because remember, we use the book on Amazon to get traffic. But then right, you're going to need two, you're need two different um, products. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a book, though. I mean, you, yes, you have to put a book on Amazon because Amazon won't sell a PDF and it won't sell, you know, a video. Um, not the ones <laughs> that we can put together anyway. Um, but it will sell an ebook. So if you can, you know, if, if you're selling dog training or, you know, interior decorating or, you know, what well, it doesn't matter as long as you can create some sort of information content that the people who your potential customers are going to find useful. So, you know, okay. if, if you if you're a dog trainer, you might want to write a book about, you know, the top 30 mistakes that dog owners make when trying to house train their pets and what you okay. should do instead. You could commission somebody to write that for you. You could outsource it. You could have a stab at writing it yourself. It doesn't have to be, you know, a work of art. It just has to be useful. 
has to be valuable to your potential customer. Get it onto Amazon, get it onto iTunes, get it everywhere you possibly can. Make it free. Um, if you've got the budget, pay for some advertising as well. And make sure you've got a very, very strong call to action in the book that says, you know, did you enjoy my, you know, top 30 mistakes to avoid for dog trainers? If so, I've got a video series that shows you exactly what you should be doing instead. Click here to get the video series. They click the okay. link, they go to the website, they sign up, they get the videos, and then they're on your mailing list. And you then have the opportunity to to sell to them in the future, you know, when the time is right, when it's appropriate. When it's appropriate, not shoving product down their throat. But yeah, you could. I can see in that example, like, oh, here's a you know, whatever affiliate product that I, you know, that I recommend, that I use, whatever it is for dog training, a special leash or clicker yeah, thing exactly. or whatever it is. Exactly. And because you're offering value um, up front, then when you do sell something, you know, it's, and I, you know, advise you to only sell stuff you've used. You know, if you're going to do affiliate products, make sure it's something you have you and you do actually, don't just spam out stuff. Right. I think, it's, you know, it's important to be a bit ethical. You know, although you know, with internet marketing, the bar is pretty low, but you know, we can try and raise that up a bit. Um, be as ethical Absolutely. as possible. Um, for example, with my um, with my nonfiction books, I focus on you know how authors can sell books, specifically how to get your first ten thousand readers. And when people sign up to my mailing list, um, I give them a ton of video content that talks about you know how to use the right keywords to get the maximum of downloads on your books, how to get people off your books onto your web page, how to create landing pages, you know, all kinds of stuff that's designed to get them selling more books and building up with the platform. Um, and I don't sell anything, you know, until the end of all of that. And even then, it's stuff that you know you don't need. But it's stuff that I've used and I find useful. So okay. I, you know, I'll always tell people, you know, you can do it this way. And it won't cost you anything, but it'll take you six hours. Or you can do it this way, and it'll take you like 10 minutes, but you'll have to pay for it. And by the way, here's the affiliate link. Okay. So, you know, I'm always offering the alternatives. Okay. No, that's fair. I find that ethical, and hopefully I'll do, but that's where I am coming from. Providing value first and foremost, building a relationship, building trust with customers and readers, and then selling to them when that trust is established and not before. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Kind of the, the no like trust pyramid of uh, uh, sales. I think that's really smart. On on the marketing side, so you mentioned keyword like how we're getting eyeballs to the to the book because it's like you know Amazon has gone from six hundred thousand Kindle books in you know twenty eleven to three million today. Yeah, I think people kind of get a bit overwhelmed by that because I don't think that's a very useful number. Um, it's there might be three million books, but there's only really a hundred thousand books that are selling anything. <laughs> and that, exactly. How can that we avoid changed. being the, the? How can we avoid being the two point nine that never see any action? I mean, that hasn't really changed in the last couple of years. It's only really the top hundred thousand or so that are selling anything. Um, and you know, it's just that the the long tail has got longer, and the, the poorly selling books have got more voluminous. And, <laughs> But, you know, I don't think it's an issue because if you're doing your job properly and you're thinking about how to narrow down your audience, then you will find a niche that will support you. And Amazon keep adding new categories and new niches to their search engine. So it's like saying, you know, the Internet's really big now, so we can't possibly get found on Google. It's complete nonsense. You just got to target in properly on who you're trying to attract and make sure you're providing something of value. And we can do that using keywords is one great way on all of the retailers allow keywords. But Amazon, it's especially useful because their search engine functionality is just so light years beyond anybody else's. Um, and they allow you to choose keywords 
when you publish a book, you get to choose seven. Um, so the keyword might be, you know, mystery thriller, which is two words, but it's a keyword. Okay. And you get to choose uh, seven of those. And, you know, of all the authors I've spoken to, um, I found most of them do exactly what I've just said, is they choose their genre as their keyword. They just say, my keywords are uh, mystery, crime, thriller, book, um, fiction, um, <laughs> novel, and uh, guns or something. I don't know. <laughs> they just okay. make seven words that, that are vaguely related to their book. And I did this as well. And I'm completely guilty of this. But remember I said earlier, selling books on Amazon is like ranking a web page on Google. Can you imagine if you were trying to launch a website that was about marketing? Or if it was about, let's say it was about author marketing, and you were trying to rank for a keyword like marketing. Right. Ugh. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. It's exactly the same on Amazon. You need to rank, you need to aim and focus on keywords that you have a realistic chance of ranking high for. Um, so you need to look for kind of high traffic low competition just like you would you were trying to rank a page and you know i found that if you narrow down a bit more instead of being you know mystery thriller uh, one keyword might be mystery and thriller series as a keyword okay. and instead of having 40,000 hits for mystery or 80,000 hits for mystery mystery and thriller series might only have eight or nine hundred Okay, but it's better, even though the volume isn't there, it's, it's, it's going to be easier to show up at the top of the list for. Exactly. And you can, you can check about the volume side of things as well, because you obviously don't want to be in a really narrow keyword that has no traffic, because that's not going to help you. Uh, but like Google, Amazon has search suggestions. So when you start typing your keyword into the search box, you will get a drop down um, of suggested keywords. And these suggested keywords... Um, have good traffic so if you can find one on the list that suits your book um, you can do you can do some amazing things okay um, this works especially well for free books as well because most people keep the same keywords when they have a free book but they never think to use the word free in the keywords so it makes perfect sense <laughs> if I, if I a, definitely would not have thought of that if i've got a <laughs> if i've got a free thriller and i'm using the keyword you know thriller series I would change that to be free thrillers or free best-selling thrillers or something. I would you know, check to see which one's most suitable. But having the word free in there means you're picking up all the people for free books as well. And generally speaking, the traffic on those pages. Hmm, okay. So that's a good... But mm -hmm. um, yeah, as I mentioned um, with the, the video training, I do kind of spend a good sort of hour and a half going through exactly how you can do this with some yeah. screencasts and everything. So it's kind of hard to act out. You can mime it potentially if you're on video. <laughs> Um, but yeah, essentially, you've just got to be smart. And I, I do use some premium tool to kind of automate this process for me. Because as you can imagine, keyword research, it's not really something most people are particularly passionate about. And it does take time. And if you've got 50 million books in your backlist, it's going to take you a very long time to, to research seven keywords per book. So I, I do use some automations that kind of just figure it all out for me. And it's worked yeah. amazing. So results, I'll give you some results. I did promise you some. So when I changed my keywords, um, my sales went from sort of two to $3,000 a month to over $10,000 a month. In, in Kindle sales, in, Kindle, in book sales. In just Kindle sales, yeah. And that was okay. within a month or so of well, changing keywords. Just from, you know, turning out better in, in Amazon's own search engine. Absolutely. And my, my theory, and what I really do believe, is that Okay, now I've got to go revisit my keywords now. <laughs> yeah, everything about my books was, you know, textbook 
as it should be you know the covers were you know professionally done they were all branded together it had been thoroughly edited spell checked the you know the product description was you know engaging i'd had it checked on forums by dozens of other authors you know i'd got you know, dozens of five star reviews you know everything was in place but you know it, i mean it was still selling a few thousand dollars a month between five books which is fine you know mm-hmm. not complaining about it but you always, you know, you always want to do better. And I thought, you know, the one place I haven't focused is on keywords. And, oh, yeah, we're dealing with a search engine. Maybe keywords is probably an important thing. So I, I spent some time altering the keywords. And the, really tool, um, the tool that I've used, sorry, is, uh, is Merchant Words. Do you, do you put much stock into their data? I haven't used Merchant Words. I, I use um, two pieces of software. One's called Kindle Spy. Uh, which is um, it's quite cool. It, it, it's a Chrome plugin, and it basically crawls the Amazon public pages and pulls out all the the relevant data in relation to a, a category. So if you oh okay, so let's say you're writing a nonfiction book like you, the dog training example earlier, you could use Kindle Spy to find other dog training books and see what they have in common, and see where the best selling books are different from the ones that don't sell so well. You can track them. You can see, you know, estimated revenue. You can look at all kinds of stuff. So it's a great oh, way wow. of finding niches and seeing which ones are profitable. Is it and a free plugin? It's no. It's it's about it's twenty seven dollars. Okay. So it's you know it made its money back pretty quickly as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the other one was Kindle Samurai, which is um, a bit more focused. It just does keywords. It's like the the Google AdWords tool they took it away from, um, where where you type in a keyword like mystery or, or dog training, whatever it might be. You press right. a button and it gives you, you like all the related searches from Amazon, and again, okay. it's pulling all of this out of the public pages on Amazon. And then what it can do is it can rank each one of those keywords in order of how attractive the keyword is. So it okay. looks, it looks at stuff like estimated traffic, um, the competition what ranks the other books are selling at and you can configure it to, to to rank however you like but essentially you want to be finding keywords you don't want ones where every book is selling in the top 100 because you're never going to break into that but you also don't want keywords where every book is in the top but is in the bottom like half a million because you know no one's no one's going to buy them so okay. kindle, kindle samurai not only gives you suggested keywords but it ranks them well and i use that instead of doing it all manually i i value my sanity too highly to uh, <laughs> to spend too much time um, doing manual keyword research. So I, you know, I shelled out thirty bucks for the software, um, and it was completely worth it as far as I'm concerned because my my sales literally quadrupled. Um, as I said, because I believe everything else was in place to 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 get the sales through. I just wasn't getting enough um, eyeballs. Yeah, and and we'll kind of move towards towards wrapping these things up. So, what happens once somebody joins your list? And let's talk about the the nonfiction stuff. So, you mentioned they're you know they're kind of in this relationship building stage. You're sending them more valuable content related to you know Kindle, you know building their author platform. What um, so you know what does that autoresponder look like? So, um, I've had a couple actually. Um, Initially, I was just doing text emails. So when someone signed up, I would send them uh, one email every day for 10 days, okay. which um, I thought was insane at the time, but I, I figured I'd give it a go because um, I don't think many people really advocate emailing every day, but I was like, ah, screw it, I'm going to try it, test that assumption. Uh, and it's turned out really well, actually, so no regrets there. But people, okay. would, people would sign up, um, they'd confirm their email address, um, all stuff, and then they get a different 
marketing lesson every day for 10 days and it would cover stuff like um um like we've mentioned previously about you know cancelling your uh, free promotion at a specific time to make sure you're in the charts during peak mm-hmm. hours uh, and stuff like you know how to do paperbacks how to find keywords how to get people on your mailing list stuff like this um, and it, it was really popular i mean i was i was getting emails back from people um thanking me profusely for all this stuff i was giving out and um you know it's kind of it's always a good feeling when you're actually helping people and, for sure you know a couple of the emails would have affiliate products um but they'd be at the end like after i'd given the lesson for the day where i'd say you know uh, here endeth the lesson or something similar um by the way if you want to if you want to do it the quick and easy way here's a product and i thought you know it seems fair enough but it, it performed a lot better than i thought it was going to do um in terms of revenue coming in um and the, the conversion rates are really high um, you know, between sort of 20 to 25% purchase rates, which was just wow. in- insane. Um, because I had built this relationship up and I, I developed trust and developed authority, you know, mm-hmm. pe- people were, were thinking, oh, Nick's, you know, Nick's doing it the right way and he happens to use this product, so maybe I should as well. And that's yeah. great because I, I literally do think that people should be using the products that I, I suggest to them because I use them and it saves me a ton of time and headaches. So I think, you know, other people as well. So I'm, I'm happy to recommend. Um, but yeah, it, it turned out, you know, a happy mistake. And so this is something I wanted to develop, which is why I've, I've turned those text emails into a video series, um, which is a lot more effective, I think, for teaching than, you know, a short email once a day. So when people sign up now at uh, your first 10 kreaderscom uh, they will uh, they'll get uh, their first video training straight away, as well as a case study um, of how I helped another author go from sort of ten twenty dollars a month to three thousand dollars a month Whoa, okay. using uh, the same sort of processes we've talked about today. So you know, very step by step, this is exactly what you should go do to start seeing results straight away. And there's a few videos up there, um, and when people sign up, they'll get them straight away. Well, they'll get the first one straight away. So there's plenty of value in there for people as well. Okay, so it started as text emails, and then you turned that into videos. So now every day for 10 days, somebody's going to get a new video lesson. No, I've, I've kind of combined a lot of them into single videos. So there's currently um, three videos, um, but there's close to two hours worth of content split between those three videos so um you don't get one every day they're kind of spread out to allow it to sink in a little bit because i think once a day is a bit much yeah if it's going to be uh three hours worth of stuff uh, for sure yeah so uh it's it's been really fun to put together definitely how often do you send this is always a question that that i get and i and i don't know the best answer for this because other people do advocate oh you gotta you gotta be in the inbox every day and then other people like hey don't don't send me stuff that often. Like I can't, I can't digest all this. So, what do you, is there? Is there a best practice for you know how often you should be emailing? Well, I've done both. I think with my nonfiction list, when I was sending the text emails, I was doing it literally every day. Yeah. I, I never received a single complaint because I was offering something of value. If right. you're going to be sending a sales pitch every single, you're going to get people <laughs> getting pretty pissed off, right? <laughs> but if you're sending something of value, you can be as frequent as you like. You know, as long as what you're offering is something that your subscribers are actually interested in, then they're not going to mind getting emails from you or twice a day sometimes. Yeah. For, for fiction, um, it's entirely different because fiction is very broad. Um, it's very hard to be targeted with fiction beyond, you know, people who happen to like mysteries, for example. Yeah. Um, so I, I tend to email twice a month for fiction. Okay. So I, f- I have found that more frequent than that with my fiction list, I do start getting uh, unsubscribes that are above where I want them to but with nonfiction, okay. I, I've managed one one a day, uh, and currently every every three or four days, 
with the video series. Okay, okay. That's, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm trying to find the sweet spot of, you know, helping people, but not pissing yeah. them off by emailing too much. And which, which email uh, service provider are you using? I use MailChimp at the moment. Um, okay. So I, I've been with them for years, and they're free up to 2,000 subscribers. So it makes perfect sense if you're just getting started to use uh, something like MailChimp because you don't have to get any credit card details or anything. You just get your first 2,000 subscribers completely free. Awesome. Nick, this has been awesome stuff. All about building your email list from Amazon's platform, talking about putting up a permanently free book, uh, driving traffic to it with targeted keywords, thinking, again, as Amazon, as a, as a search engine that can be that can be beaten, that can be won, that can be used and molded to your advantage, and uh, and having a... Uh, so Machiavellian, the way you put it. They're going to bend incentive, you to my uh, will. Exactly. An incentive a bonus offer to, to drive those people onto your email list to make sure that they're your customers and uh, and not just amazon's if you want to learn more about this stuff definitely check out nick's uh, stuff at your first 10k readers.com that's the one and and we'll wrap it up with your number one tip for side hustle nation focus on email building it's it's long-term strategy it's amazing what you can do with it if you want uh, if you want to have an asset that you own that can continue making you money passively um, long into the future focus on building your email list even if it costs you money to start off with it's going to be totally worth it in the end number one tip i love it i love it nick thanks so much we'll talk to you soon my pleasure thank you thanks so much for for bearing with me on that call as you have noticed the audio quality was not up to the usual uh standard here at the side hustle show what happened was my computer actually blue screened uh, the, the the uh blue screen of death in the middle of the call and the entire first half of my audio file was corrupted but thankfully 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 nick had been recording uh, a backup and that was a lifesaver he was able to send that over to me just a little bit uh funky on the sound but still usable and so that's uh, that's what we ran with um if you're, uh, if you're looking to make 2015 your year of hustle and could use some accountability and support and feedback to make some serious progress, I urge you to check out my Inner Circle Mastermind at SideHustleNation.com slash join. I anticipate we'll have one, maybe two groups of four to six fellow side hustlers, fellow entrepreneurs who, uh, who come together with me on a weekly basis in starting in the next couple weeks. So if that, if that sounds appealing to you, uh, stop on by sidehustlenation.com slash join, submit an application, and we'll, uh, we'll schedule a quick intro call or just shoot me a note with, uh, with any questions you have about it. It's nick at sidehustlenation.com. Now, ever since hanging up with Nick, the other Nick, Nick Stevenson, I've been brainstorming what kind of free book uh, I should put up on Amazon. This one has definitely got my my gears turning. Um, you know, should I should, could I repurpose some old blog posts? Could I repurpose some old podcast interviews? I I don't know what it's going to be yet, but definitely anxious to try out his tactic and uh, and see if that can be a growth driver for for the site and the email list in 2015 and beyond. Um, as is per the usual, speaking speaking of building that email list, all my notes, highlights along with Nick's top tips from the call are available to you in a free downloadable PDF at sidehustlenation.com slash 89 or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. Thanks so much for tuning in, spending some time with me today. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll see you next week in episode 90. Hustle on. 
Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.